What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Grid Bros. Probably the last one of the season. Definitely the last one of the I'm season. Sorry. <laughs> Just trying to keep the hope going. It feels so weird. It's Abdul here. And Asim. It feels so weird. Sorry, like I was saying, the season's finished. That is finally over. Yeah. Not finally, as in, yeah, a few. I was waiting for that. It's almost like, like, it's like, obviously, it's like 105 days to go now, but. <laughs> well, <laughs> not like, like, not like you haven't counted it already. No, everybody's been saying it everywhere on TV. Anyway, you listen, they do say, oh, yeah, 105 days to go till we're back. Obviously, back with Bahrain, but. Um, should we talk about the race first? Because final I was, race. Yes. The hopes we had for it and like, especially I think the send off, that was the main thing for Seb. Because everyone, we knew who won. Yeah. Second place, yeah, they tried to bill it as like a massive talking point and like the fight for it could have second been. place. Really? I don't think It could so. have been had Max been, had Red Bull done this thing of like a strategy of, oh yeah, Max, slow everybody down so Checo can catch up. Or something like that. I, I knew that was going to come up, but when the race finished, I thought that as well. But then you look back on it, like, Checo messed up so many times. Like, so he went wide on that same turn, like, twice when I think he came out of the pits and Seb took him and slowed him down. Oh, yeah. So that ruined him. Then he let Lewis take him as well when Lewis, obviously Lewis, great driver, but he shouldn't have had a chance. It's because Checo went really wide. Messed himself up there as well. So he gave himself way too much to do. Even... I know Max didn't help him, but even if Max did, no, ignoring Max's help or not, Checo could have helped himself, in my opinion. So I think he's only got himself to blame for that race. It is what it is. It, it wasn't meant to be. But yeah, Charles is second in the championship. And I don't know if it's for every driver, but Charles has a bonus in his contract. Oh, what, for if every it, position? I, I think it might. Be, I don't know if it's every position, but I did hear that. If he comes second, he'll still get a bonus. But oh well, his contract is... I know that's yeah, common good in for him. football and stuff. So yeah, maybe every driver got that. I was actually happy that Charles did come second because I wanted Charles to be second. Yeah, I oh. I kind of did as well. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, does it really matter? To him, obviously. To them and Ferrari, probably it does more. I don't know to Ferrari, but probably to Charles, it probably does a little bit more than anywhere else. Like, because George finished fourth, right? I'd be happier if I was George right now. I'd have more excitement going into next season if I was George. Because I feel like work, more there's more work. going on at Mercedes. It feels like that team has been gearing up at the end of the season, getting stronger and stronger, actually if battling. Whereas with Ferrari, yeah, you finished second, great car, great, good season. But you just got all of those question marks still. As long as Bonotto's still there, you're we still We say that, have... but obviously Bonotto is still going to stay there. Yeah. We say that, but... Honestly, Binotto's still going to stay there. I don't think they'll replace him just like really? that. Really? I, I know the whole, like, obviously, like, throughout the whole year, we've been saying, everybody's been saying how he should be replaced and everything, but... No, but that, I'm talking about the Alfa Romeo. Yeah, we were saying that, but Ferrari shut that down so fast. They said, oh, yeah. Yeah, but they always do that's that. That's happening, but if they... Mate, imagine they did... McLaren replace. shut down, yeah, Danny Rick is not going anywhere so quick. You know how many times they shut that down and how quickly? Mm. Yeah. So don't trust the word they say. Anybody. Exactly. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Maybe even if they were to replace him, it'll probably be at the start of the next... Because he's not helping himself as well with the comments. Like, I think you sent me one of the things that he said. Like, or I think I saw something this morning where he said, oh, we'll have a faster car next year and it can compensate for bad strategies. Oh, yeah, I read that as well. So, like, what? Just think about it for a second. You want a faster car so you don't have to worry about strategies being wrong rather than do better strategies. And then have a faster car on this win the championship. 
yeah. But no, I guess obviously we say we can say stuff, right? But obviously it depends on how Ferrari see things within themselves. I think they know. I think obviously they're not going to publicly say Binotto's terrible. He needs to get out. But I think mm. they know. They must know. If they're mm. already talking to Alfa Romeo's team principal, then yeah, it's a good sign for them. I mean, I'd prefer it. Binotto stays forever. Keep him. <laughs> One <laughs> less person to worry about in the championship. Yeah. We'll just have to see how it is. I'm just excited for next year because hopefully Mercedes are going to sort their car out and it'll be a lot better. They have sorted their car out, to be honest. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be at least a three-team race. It'd be nice if it's between six drivers. Definitely at least between five which would be good. Obviously, it's Red Bull, Max, and then both the Mercedes drivers. It's only uh, Checo that's the yeah. question mark. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, Charles and Carlos. Yeah. And one thing I like about Mercedes, right? Do you know, they never have this thing of, obviously, not that they've been, they're winning a championship. Yeah. That's why they had to do calls like that. But one thing they do is when the drivers ask what's happening, they say race yeah. rather than let him pass or no, George, um, go for it he's we've told his team orders this time have you ever it's that thing they say it's race yeah it is nice but which i think if it was for a championship it would be a bit different and then they'd have more tension there but saying that because it goes to two extremes they both do do understand it they're both understanding mercedes drivers are both understanding in the sense that if they see okay one person's already going for the championship and they're about to become champion they might just be like okay yeah well it's his championship so yeah i'll just have to settle for being second for now and then eventually, George is going to be world champion. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's not the first time anybody's ever said that, but yeah. yeah um. But it's like the opposite. It's the opposite at Red Bull. I know everyone's on this bandwagon now of like Max is a terrible person, hate Max, blah blah blah, witch hunt against Max. But the the whole team orders thing. Let's say if they did just say let them race with Max and Checo, Max we know who's win. winning that Max race win that every race, single yeah. time. I think so it, it's just it, it's just a pointless thing to do with Lewis and George let them race because they can actually race each other they're actually two very not I wouldn't say evenly matched but they're very close to capable. each other yeah oh, they all, all are capable it's just I guess with Mercedes it's that thing of oh it's fine to race now and they, they both to, they yeah. both will match each other it won't be that one's just gained so much and the other's lost a lot yeah because even like at points sense. where Ferrari did that where they didn't do strategy calls it was always it felt like Carlos is holding up Charles here and you're like ruining his race. Even especially at Silverstone, it felt like that. But Carlos won that. Yeah, but a lot happened. But at that point where Lewis was clear in front, Carlos was behind and then it was Charles. He was just holding up Charles for like five, six laps. But Carlos won that. <laughs> Even if he was, that just, but yeah, the fine. way I come to it is that... A lot happened that, in that race. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favourite part of the year? Like, What was your highlight for the whole year just with I don't know about just Formula 1 but just with your experience of it and just everything I think it's got, got to be going to one of the, going to Barcelona I think going to one of them like we've been to 100 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no going to our first race because that was Barcelona Silverstone was really good as well I loved that because it was very that was unplanned that was but Barcelona we were thinking about that for a little while and because it was the actual first race and we got to meet Carlos and a few other drivers. Pierre. Um, and Stroll, you forgot. Yeah, Stroll. <laughs> no, I didn't forget. I was going through because they all signed my hat. So, yeah. yeah. That was good. Um, got to see a Red Bull 1-2. A little bit sour because that was team orders again. But 
Is but that time you just say excited for the race, more fun. Yeah. Like, rather than obviously the fans did boo after. They did boo, but even like coming, you get home, over it at that time. Yeah, because at the in the moment it felt like oh let them actually race, but Max would have passed them anyway. That's like who are we kidding? It would have happened. But it's just that the fact that Red Bull have to say it just so there's no chance that there's a crash or anything goes wrong, which makes sense for them as a team. But it's, it's always a little bit annoying. I guess yeah, we should get used to it. I should know better by now. <laughs> Yeah. there's a reason I was thinking you know when they kept saying that Red Bull have never finished 1-2 in the championship it's because you only have one driver you're not a 1-2 team it's not going to happen you have to prioritise both drivers a little bit more they're literally like sacrificed Checo's season five races in like, like they don't they just don't care about him so yeah what about yours? <laughs> no. I was waiting that yeah where's my question like you're asking that back please but it was Barcelona but I feel like you know with Barcelona we had like the ultimate experience yeah of, yeah yeah it wasn't just the race we went to the race obviously when you go to a race you do everybody hopes to meet a driver or well, their favourite driver I didn't expect that though I just thought get a good race it'll be good weather Mate, do you know what knowing me I, I literally plan like delusional <laughs> stuff in my head in a sense, oh yeah, we're going to the race. I hope this happens. I hope that happens. And yeah. it's like, it's not like manifestation, but it's that thing of just hoping for the best, right? But I do, I do know it might not happen. It's just me just making up things in my head. Not that, <laughs> not that I'm making them up. I, that doesn't sound right. But yeah, it's that thing. I did want it to happen, but I feel like just. Imagining it, not making it up. Yeah, imagine, oh, imagine I meet a driver, then this happens, then, oh, that'd be the best thing ever. But loads of those things actually happened. Yeah, and it's only like in the moment, I don't know about you, but in the moment, for me, it just felt like it was happening. But when I come back and tell people, they're like, whoa, that's not normal. Like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, that doesn't happen. People go to races like a lot and that doesn't happen. And you never get to meet a driver. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing with Spain. I was like, oh, yeah, even though the track was a bit far, I was like, oh, yeah, I hope this happens. But then, obviously, Spain, it, like I said, it was the ultimate experience in the sense that you enjoy the race. It's a good race. Everything was so perfect. And then at Lovely the end... Place, short flight, everything. Because like, I hate yeah. long flights, so that was a take as well. Everything yeah. was good. Yeah, and that was that. And after the race, literally, I got to meet... I, I did try counting. Sorry, I forgot right now. <laughs> but was it seven or eight drivers? Because I obviously, you, how you, 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 you had to leave early. Yeah, because I went to watch the football. Yeah, and I, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to stay back. And at that time, when I said I'm going to stay back, ask him to tell me afterwards that you thought that, oh, I'm just staying back, probably not going to see anybody. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, it was unlikely that yeah, we bump it, into anyone. It would have been. Do you know, after when I stayed back, after a little bit, I thought, oh, do you know what? I should have actually left. But then I met these guys, and then I think I have mentioned this in one of the previous episodes. I'm not sure. I don't think we put the episode out to be honest because obviously when we start I come to how we started the podcast as well and then all those things but yeah I met these guys they were from Italy they'd been to previous races before and they told me where to go from and they actually told me and they spoke to okay I don't want to go into so yeah, much detail, so much detail. Yeah, this is why we didn't put the other episode out yeah okay yeah and yeah and then they just told me where to go from and stuff and then from I got uh, backstage backstage I got into the paddock area and that's where all like do you know um where you see like Ted doing the walk sometimes he runs yeah. into like either team principals or like not the pit lane or behind the pit lane people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> behind the pit lane over there and then literally I was walking through and then 
literally, as soon as I walk past one place, like one corridor, and I, well, I, I see Carlos, right? I just went up to Carlos. I literally, I met him, and I got uh, the signature and stuff, uh, like his autograph and stuff. And then basically, then I, after I realized, literally, that's where the exit's going to be from. And okay, yeah. it was just me, and I think there was about five, six other people there. And we'd all gotten in around similar time, similar way. And yeah, just stood there, and then... And it worked the out. car park was just behind as well, so you kind of go to the car park and see, oh, whose cars are there? And there, there were other cars there as well, belonging to drivers. And then, yeah, um, after Carlos, it was Charles, and then Yuki, it was Ocon. How many drivers was Pierre. it? Pierre. Oh, yeah, Pierre was there that day as well. Yeah. And I think that's it, five drivers there. And then the next day, I said seven or eight drivers, right? I think I counted Pierre and Carlos, Carlos twice because yeah. I met them the next. We met them the next day as well, and then that day we met Lance Stroll as well. So for me, it was like a lot. Literally, I was yeah. just like over the moon. I was like, do you know what? Not that I never thought. Oh, me and Daniel Ricardo would have been even better, but I was just like, I'm just glad. I'm just happy I met seven people. Seven six. and that they were nice. Really yeah, nice. honestly, All yeah, that them. was one thing because I was yeah. just the one thing I always worry about. Right, is these things that not that it happens. But it can happen. Yeah, because they always say don't meet your hero, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, it yeah. is that kind of thing. But it's that thing, you don't know what kind of a moment you're catching them in. They might just need to yeah. zip past you in, like, in that one second. Oh my and gosh, especially that race because Charles DNF. So yeah, and he, he was actually short. kind. He was he was super kind yeah. to everybody. He was just there. And at like, that point, it was quite early in the season, but we knew like yeah. there was that was a fight. He was in that fight. Yeah, definitely. So it meant a lot. But yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so it was that thing of, the, obviously, sometimes they just zip past you and you just literally don't even get like one proper photo. But then there, they were just like giving you time. Like even though they're walking to their cars, they were still giving everybody time for the photos and the autographs and just like yeah. more photos and more autographs. But yeah, that was, I feel like that was the highlight. And then... Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that part of it, meeting all the drivers. That was definitely the highlight. <laughs> yeah, because I met them. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was nice. I, I was actually really happy. Do you know when we went the next day and we actually got to meet them again? Yeah. I was happy as well because you got to meet them as well. I genuinely yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. I'm so glad like, it's just not my experience. Just like, oh, my yeah, experience yeah, yeah. is better than this, this, this. I was, I was just glad that, okay, we got there together. We had a similar experience and it was just, it just yeah, got yeah. greater because we met the drivers. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, I was really happy about. Highlight. I don't know why I was thinking so much about what was my highlight <laughs> of the season. That was it. What more do you want? Yeah. Go into your first race and meet in like a bunch of drivers. Yeah. And them Can't giving you that. time. Literally. Yeah, I just keep, we keep saying nice. it, but it genuinely means that much. Yeah. Because Carlos worked us for ages. Yeah. <laughs> That was different because we met him at a separate yeah. place. Yeah, that was different. But um, yeah, and then obviously talking about the podcast, how we basically how we came to starting the podcast was when we came back, we were just like, do you know what? It's that was our first race, but we'd been watching for. I don't. I to be honest, I actually don't remember what the things we've actually put out or not because <laughs> we did not put out like two or two episodes or something after Spain or something because I don't remember we technical difficulties yeah we weren't so good at editing or have proper mics or all of that stuff yeah so uh, we didn't put out a couple of episodes but that's why I forget what we've actually put out already or not but yeah the podcast thing came about because it was that race again so yeah that kind of it was because of that race and then that was I think it was that experience of oh wow we love this and we like talking about it a lot and like we said before it's that thing of you appreciate a lot more when you've not that you have to be there to appreciate it. Obviously, you do appreciate it without being there as well. But once you've been there and you've seen them and you met them and you've just seen everything about the race in person, it's that thing of, oh, wow, it this is... It stronger, like... It makes you feel attached. It does. Like a connection, yeah. yeah. 
That's why I always say, if I could, I'd go to every single race. But <laughs> it, somebody <laughs> needs to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, what's it so called? You I gotta pay for it. Names. Uh, the new owners. I forgot the name again. Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. Bring the prices down. Stop doing this system where. Mate, that is crazy. Because obviously we went to yeah. Silverstone as well. Sorry. Silverstone is exactly what I was going to say. Because that's, that's when the, they rolled one thing that, that came up as well. Ticket. Because obviously Silverstone, like Austin said earlier, it was not planned for us. We didn't plan on going to Silverstone, to be honest. Whereas we kind of should have because it's that thing of. Yeah, not that it's. It's in this country. It's like it's here for us. It's one of the biggest races of the year. Silverstone is kind of like the founding. Yeah, I had terrible logic. I was like, because it's in England, it doesn't count as like going to a race. That was my thought process. <laughs> now it's like, we can't ever miss it. Yeah, now, but having gone to it, it was like, mate, now I understand why everybody goes to it, why it has to stay on the calendar. Yeah. It is the biggest, yeah. It is one of the biggest races yeah. there is, yes. Especially with so many British drivers. It makes yeah. it even bigger. No, there's three. But yeah, it's that thing of, when we went to Silverstone as well, then we were just like, oh, wow. That experience was just to another level. I don't know if it... Don't, I'd never compare it to Spain. No, it's, yeah, because in, it's Spain was obviously it's a different country, and then it's it's a holiday as well. But then everything you do there is different. Here is I wasn't expecting to meet the drivers here. Yeah, and yeah, a lot busier, a lot more like a lot more everything, a lot more everything. Yeah, because in Spain around the track there wasn't as much. There was obviously still the pit stop challenge to do. But it was a much smaller area near the grandstand. In, the Sp- in Spain, yeah. Yeah, whereas in Silverstone, like, it takes you a couple of days to experience everything they've got yes. outside of the track. So, yeah, that's a proper, like, four-day, five-day event. Whereas, yeah. like, Barcelona, you can get but, that done. Yeah, yeah, also in Silverstone as well, people actually camp there as well because there's, like, yeah. concerts at night. It's like yeah. a whole party. Yeah, so you have the quiet area where you can camp and, like, sleep at night. And then you have, like, the party area where they stay up all night. Yeah. But yeah, that's and then so there's a place for everyone. I don't think they have many hotels around there as well because like the tracks in the middle of like nowhere. Yeah. So if there's hotels, they're probably still about like fifteen twenty minutes maybe. Yeah. Obviously, there is one a hotel on the track, but that's like crazy prices. Oh yeah, that's open this year, didn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Like coming back to Silverstone, we started talking about Silverstone right now is because obviously with the tickets, we said to bring the tickets yeah. price down. That is, it's actually crazy. I did the not... fact that their system was like made like that yeah. on purpose. Like... Was it only for Silverstone though? That's the only one I noticed it at, and that's where I saw all the, all the outrage. That where when the tickets were selling, because they were selling, the prices kept going up. Yeah, it was like a reseller site, but official. Yeah, so hopefully we get to go to next year again. <laughs> <laughs> Not at those prices, but we'll see. Yeah, but we hopefully. never know. You never know. Yeah, you never know what can happen. It's still quite a few months away, but yeah. So that's how the podcast came about. We just thought, you know what, we want to talk about this. We love this and Why let's just not? share our opinions with the world eventually but yeah and here we are how many episodes in this is like 12 12 is that a number <laughs> i did say around the fifth or sixth oh we haven't done that many to forget the number it is probably the 11th or the 12th so not the exact number out yet but yeah no i think you're right it is probably the 12th yeah i feel like this episode is going to be a lot shorter because I don't want to talk about just what's been happening in the last race. I just want to talk about everything, the whole, not the whole just year. Just our journey, the whole journey. Just that. Year. And I'm actually excited for next year because I know, obviously, next year, next season, instead of just being on a pod, we are going to start doing videos. Way. Yeah, and that's going to be exciting. Breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> finally. But it just got... To, uh, 
I think it took a bit longer than it should have, but it's just that thing of, at first I was a bit hesitant just putting, it's not that when you hear your own voice back, not, you don't actually obviously hear your voice back, it's just that thing of when you're speaking into mic, it's that thing of obviously everybody who listens to gets to hear you. Yeah. I don't know, I was a bit hesitant with that. Then obviously with the video, I wasn't so hesitant, but it does take a bit of getting used to, to doing all of these things and putting yourself out there in a way that, yeah. oh yeah. Here I am. Because audio is one thing, like you can hide behind like... Yeah, you can do whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But video, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, but... But it'll be fun. We'll it will see. be, I'm definitely Especially if we get it. to go to some races, there might be some vlogs and that. There will definitely be. We're definitely yeah. going to at least one race next year. Hopefully, we hope so. Yeah. We kind of have to do at least one. Even if it's not Silverstone, it can be somewhere else. Because one thing about, obviously, Silverstone prices, right? It's crazy, but... It's that thing of if you don't do Silverstone prices, you can go somewhere else and have a whole holiday and everything and just about come near to That's the prices. That's what drew us to Barcelona in the first place, right? Because yeah, it was, was working that. out. Because we had the best price. seats in the house. Yeah. And that was for Grandstand, yeah. Yeah. And literally, Grandstand is an experience as well because it's not always just, oh yeah, the cars are just going to like zoom past you. Yeah. It's that thing of you get, you're seeing the pits when they're running out you see oh yeah somebody's about to come in and oh. there were so many pits that race they were definitely it was so hot and you forget yeah. that you know I think on TV we see it but then it's just that it says in pit and you don't actually see that pit stop because they only show like the top teams they won't show every single team's pit stop <clears throat> yeah but when you're, when you're there, you see everybody you see everyone coming in and out yeah yeah and we were lucky as well we were outside the Red Bull and Ferrari garages and Mercedes yeah, right because yeah the, obviously they were right there yeah they were right McLaren the as well you could, yes. the four teams you could see directly and then the others um, because I don't know what was it in the middle it's not like a I'm trying to I think a name of it it wasn't like scaffolding. <laughs> they would have put scaffolding up there. But sim- the bars were like that, that it could okay. count as that in the middle of... The pits. Not the pits. It divided. So basically the rest, you couldn't really see past McLaren so much. Oh, okay, yeah. Even though we could tell who's there, which team are there, but you couldn't just see them directly how clearly we could see Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari and McLaren because yeah. they're right opposite us. Yeah. And at that time I didn't realise, but... In the constructors, the number you end is where your number is. Okay. For the uh, pits next year. So next year, basically, it's going to be Ferrari and finish second this year. Yes. So basically, next year, it's not going to be Mercedes first in the pit stops, pit lane. It's going to be Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, Alpine, then McLaren. Okay. So it's changing like that. So I didn't know that until like recently. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, just something I found interesting. Fun fact. Yeah. But yeah. That was good. Um, but afterwards, when we did walk around the track as well, we did realise that, look, there were other places, there were not grandstands, that had similar views, but not the pit stops or not the pit lanes yeah, or the pit garages, where you could see you get a better view of the car closer. But I feel like that would still be that of that one second. It would probably be just that 20, less than 20 seconds of however long it takes for the car to... But even like on the formation lap and lights yeah. out and seeing them line up, that was like yeah. all grandstand stuff. Yeah, Literally. and plus even before the race, when everybody's just on the track, when the drivers yeah. just sitting by the not by their car, but just because Daniel Ricciardo had a good quality that day, so he was right in front of us. Yeah, he was. Yeah, at least I got to see him. <laughs> sorry, I always I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. <laughs> I realize this thing. Do you know every time we mention Daniel Ricciardo, I kind of stop at something and I'm like, oh yeah, but what this this this? <laughs> it's just that thing of yeah yeah. My favourite driver, I guess. Just my favourite person in Formula 1. 
like so many other people. Not alone. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the donuts were. Do you know? Obviously, one thing, Abu Dhabi, donuts, wicked. That's what it's known for. Yeah, that's what we should always have donuts at that final race in Abu Dhabi. It was good, yeah. but uh, do you know? After at first, when you're watching TV, it looks like only the first three have done it. Then Seb's come and done it. Yeah. Dan Ricardo did donuts as well on the side. Yeah, somewhere else though. Schumacher yeah. did as well. Yeah, and they told Schumacher to stop. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that part. I, I genuinely thought, like, well, he's leaving the team. Like, w- exactly. what's going to go what? wrong? He's ruining tyres. Like, do you need to save costs for the next race? Is he going to blow up the engine? Like, is something going to go failure? That's one thing I found weird that them telling him to stop. Yeah, that was a bit weird. That was like, it was like he'd stopped already by sports. then, but yeah. then it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. They but have yeah, their Alonso reasons. didn't get to. And do you know one thing I really moment. wanted was that everybody I'm sure everybody, everybody wanted, wanted that like do you know when obviously Fernando Alonso retired last time and then um, it, the donuts were done by Lewis Hamilton Sebastian Vettel and Alonso Alonso himself as well that, I think everybody was waiting for that but then because Lewis and Fernando had to retire in the race yeah we couldn't get that bet so it was just Seb on his own it was a bit sad but it was just sad event overall maybe he'll it's be back thing. maybe we'll get another chance Everybody says that. I think everybody says that because obviously Kimi Raikkonen, when he retired, he came back. And then when Fernando Alonso left, he came back as well. But I don't think he will come back, to be honest. It's that thing of... I don't know. It feels like everything is aiming towards when Audi comes back. Audi comes back. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing as well because there were comments about that as well. But then, obviously, if he comes back... Especially by then, if there's another team yeah, he's, on the grid, like 11 teams. There won't be 11 teams. Alfa Romeo will have to... will go... No, I mean, yeah, but... There will be 11 eventually, right? They're always going to add another. I think the way Formula 1, the amount of races, the bigger it's getting, I think there's only a matter of time before they add teams Another as team? Well. Yeah. Oh, that'd be... I don't know if it'd be exciting or not, but it, I guess... Because in other F2 or F3, exactly I think the, they have more. F1, yeah, they do. There's 22 drivers as well, but... Yeah. Yeah, there's 24 races next year. Uh, 23 maybe, because China might be... China has been cancelled or might be getting cancelled? I don't know about that. We don't know yet, but... um. Yeah, there might be at least 23 races, but obviously calendar is off 24. But we'll just wait and see what comes. And there's a lot of new faces there for is. next year. Cause I saw the it's exciting to see lineup. that, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't realise how many like movements there have been. Because like, obviously the top three teams are the same, but everyone else is just like shuffle, I feel shuffle, like, I don't shuffle. know if it's, this is normal or not, because for us, uh, it's like really recent that we've started Formula, started following Formula 1 so deeply like oh yeah every, every week weekend. every day yeah. is about formula one <coughs> like every day is about formula one uh, so i don't know if this is normal that like, oh yeah there's changes every obviously a lot of times the contracts are for longer than not longer than a year are they every year there years. must be this thing of, of contracts and stuff but like i'm just trying to think was it when was the last time there was like loads of new faces was it at least a couple of years ago in 2019 maybe possibly i don't remember obviously that time i wasn't following formula one to this extent but it just feels like right now there's so many changes and so many new faces that yeah it's exciting because you want to see how these guys are going to do and how we're all they're going to do or yeah. what's going to happen and just everything to be honest it's just getting more and more exciting new faces and old faces Hulkenberg yeah. technically counts yeah. But yeah excited for the new season and predictions early predictions I know it's way too soon because we don't know how Red Bull are going to The year hasn't even started. I know. <laughs> the wind on. tunnel, the fine, everything that's holding, that's going to stop Red Bull a bit. Mercedes finishing third. More wind tunnel time. 
they're already looking strong. We'll probably come back with Ferrari, predictions just before the first race, I guess, or after testing or sometime around that, but I don't oh, know. They'll be wrong anyway. I think after like three or four races, then I'll have a feeling of like what's going on. But after three races this year, I thought Red Bull were finished. Yeah, you've mentioned <laughs> so that. Yeah. My predictions are probably not going to be the best. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But I'm just excited about everything. I'm excited for... I'm just hoping like, do you know next year... I'm just excited about just talking to everybody on the podcast. Just going to, <laughs> I hopefully loads of races, and I'm hoping some a team can invite us as well somehow. But I don't know. It's just you got to aim high. You got yeah. Aim it's that thing. Obviously, you hope for the best, but it's fine if it doesn't happen. But if it happens, well, I'm glad it did. I'm just happy about it. It's just it's only positive things to come out of it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm excited. And congratulations, Max. How can we forget? Officially two-time champion. We did congratulate last episode as well. So. But yeah, congratulations. World champion. I'm not trying... Don't do that. I know Don't it always comes that. across as I'm trying to take something away from it. But no, obviously, congratulations to Max. Yes, well done. And well done, Max. Because taking away all the controversy, his driving on the track... It is, yeah, it is. Been, I think without it's question, just, the best. Yeah, everything just overshadows it in a way that it's like, oh... I don't know. And I, a lot of I, it, I don't I think, right gets twisted it. on social media as well. But it does. We'll and then, because then it's... One thing I like about the team as well, right? Do you know how Red Bull now have... They just started being so direct about stuff. Like, we don't want to talk about this in public. Yes. I like that to an extent like where... That. You want to know certain things, but certain things, it's like, it's just going to cause more drama. Yeah. And if, they, if they're saying they've dealt with it internally and everyone's happy with yeah. it... Regardless of what happens after, everyone's going to have assumptions to. about stuff. Yeah, people are going to make their own narratives. That's life. Everyone has that, like literally. And imagine being a world champion or the world champion team, and you're gonna yeah, have you're thousands, gonna have millions of back, things yeah. happening. Yeah, everybody has a target on their back, especially when you're winning. I said Toto's line, by the way. Everybody has a target on their back. Remember? Oh, did he say that? I don't yeah, he said that on the Netflix says. series last year. <laughs> That's what <laughs> oh, I said. Oh yeah, but... <laughs> we got the Netflix series for this season coming. <laughs> no, I'm excited out as for well. that as well. That yeah. And, I don't mind that drama because I'm like, okay, that's it's still interesting to watch that. Because we've lived, because we've gone through it, it's not yeah. like going to be shocking. But yeah, it'll be nice yeah. to see. It. It'll be nice to relive it during that break, and then before you know it. Because I remember last season, I was thinking, comes hundred like days, Christmas time or something. Yeah, hundred days is so long. But then the Netflix comes out and it helps, and then there's a testing. Yeah, and that after normally month. Helps. I think you only get like a month that's fully off, probably six weeks. Because yeah. from now till about Christmas. I don't know if it's exactly around Christmas time, but obviously around in the, in December, end of December, start of January is when the Netflix series probably comes out. They haven't given the date. I'm, these are not official dates, by the way. Not that I'm announcing something for Netflix. And then I guess after a month or something in February is when testing happens and then start of March is Bahrain. Yeah, it goes yeah. so quick. It will go, honestly. And it's that thing of, like, it's November right now. We're talking about March next year. Wow. Yeah, that's how li- life just passes you by. Yeah, last season, obviously, at the start, a lot of cars were having like engine troubles, DNFs, because new regulation, new. It was like a totally new car. Yeah. Even when they showed back, I think I watched um, the Abu Dhabi race and they showed back last year's finish with like Max and Lewis and all the drama, and they were talking about that. And I was looking at is that last year's car? Because I didn't even recognise it. It looks so different, the nose and the front. It does. Do you know, sometimes I forget how different it was, but yeah. sometimes I just think, oh yeah, it looks similar to what it is this year. But when you actually look at it, you're like, wow. They made a lot of changes. It yeah. is so different. But now this will be the second year of this car. So hopefully The team would have gotten less. used to a lot of the things yeah. and then it's like, okay, it'll be a lot better next year. Hopefully nothing. No not more the, DNFs. DNFs. 
We see no more. They will be DNS, but not to the not extent as many, like, like this, and not so regular. Especially for the same driver, like I think I feel the worst for Carlos. I know mm. like everyone had few, but Carlos's were like way too much. I'm hoping and we get more winners next year as well, like more yes, new winners. That was another. I'm really thing. hoping for Pierre Gasly. He's already won a race, but I say new winner, but I just not... no a different winner. Yeah, because this year the best we could have hoped for was like six winners because it was the top three teams. No one else. Yeah. Lando was the only one that got even got on the podium once from an outside yeah. from another team. And then, yeah, so since then, they just dominate. I'd like him to win next year as well, to be honest. And now I like... I like yeah, same. I have that thing for Lando, like, yeah, I like him. But I don't know. I don't know if Alonso's comments are just, like, digs at Alpine or if he actually thinks the Aston Martin is as good as Alpine's car. Because if it is, then can't write them off as well. He said that, but I, I was thinking that he would probably say it because he has gone to the new team. But it's that thing of... I don't want to go into too much the, like oh, nitty gritty of oh, everything they say because yeah. right now the season's just ending. Like by the time it comes to next year, these things are not going to be relevant for now or next yeah. year because that thing, new things are going to come by then. They're going to say new things and do new things. It is that thing of obviously Alpine and Fernando are probably bitter with each other like sour that oh you left yeah. us we didn't want you to leave or this that and the other. But then things happen that it is what it is like, I thought it was interesting though I, one thing he did say was like he's happy to wait around a few years before Aston Martin can actually challenge for a championship he said for though. a championship yeah but ignoring that bit he said he's happy to wait around for a few years so we're going to have Alonso for an, a quite a while yeah. yeah which is good because we've had too many retirements in the last few seasons nice, yeah. right. especially this year honestly this year for, uh, do you know every time you look at it obviously Sebastian Vettel was retiring fully but the amount of, obviously there's three other drivers that are left, right? Schumacher, Latifi, obviously Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo yeah. It's that thing of it just felt like oh my god, like some so many are leaving. Yeah. But yeah, it just happens, I guess. It doesn't happen <laughs> often. No, it doesn't. But obviously Daniel Ricciardo is probably going to sign with that Red Bull. But it's that thing. Obviously we think oh yeah because he's signing we're going to see him so much. We're not going to see him that much. Not on race days, no. No, we're not going to see him like all. Like we'd want to. He's literally going to be the PR guy. Yeah, but they pretty much confirmed it. But it's still on. We said it. Checo's contract, twenty twenty four. It's still on. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I believe it even more now. I hope so. But we'll see what happens when time comes. I guess. And yeah, is this it for this season? That's it. That's the end of twenty twenty two. And yeah, so we'll catch you next season. Hopefully on our videos. Yeah, I hope so. But, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And see you next year. Bye.